Good Sunday morning to everyone out there. It is 9.03 on your Sunday morning. I'm Chris Creston, and this is Your Life, Your Money. It is a brand new uh, expert hour show here at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's new, but there's some familiar faces and some familiar voices involved here. A lot of uh, the listeners out there will probably remember Calvin, the money guy, and uh, just a great honor to be able to do a show with you, Calvin. Thank, Thank you, you so much for uh, for being here and, uh, and being a part of the uh, Global News Radio family. Yes, Chris. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. It's Calvin, the money guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Calvin, you know, beyond, you know, we can call you the money guy, but, be, you know, it's beyond all that, what for listeners who haven't uh, heard you before or maybe they're thinking, I, I think I know that Calvin guy. Right. Uh, do you want to just remind people who you are and uh, also uh, for people who don't know you, introduce yourself. Yeah, so I'm Calvin. Um where do I start? So I've been doing this uh, <laughs> business for just about 27, 28 years. And I think uh, what I do is really give people um, experiences rather than, you know, talk about stock markets and things like that. Like, how are you living your life? You know, um, I find like we were saying earlier before the show, some people save and save and save all their money and have no fun. And some people spend all their money and have tons of fun and no money. So how do you balance what you do? And 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 that's a you know probably a familiar problem that a lot of people think about, and a lot of people are probably thinking that sounds like me or sounds like someone I know or sounds like one of my loved ones who maybe spends all their money, and you just sort of think, shake for a second yeah, here. Exactly. What, yeah. what are you doing? How are you planning for the future? That's right. Uh, what we're going to be talking about with your life, your money, but it's also uh, talking about making sure that you do have that balance so that you are able to still have fun. Right. But uh, maybe put put and, some stuff away, put some money away. Right. And and not just saving for retirement. I mean, people just plan their retirement, retirement. It's nice to do that. But what about, you know, a one-year, three-year plan? taking your kids away or doing something like that. And and I think throughout the year, throughout the shows, I'm going to try and bring on other guests to talk about, you know, estate planning, lawyers, um, things like that to talk about, not just saving money, but how do you protect your money from the tax man and a whole bunch of stuff. So it's going to be a really interesting year, I would imagine. And it'll be a great opportunity for those of you who have questions for Calvin to call up live and uh, interact with Calvin, interact with myself, and be a part of the show here. And you can call anytime at 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell phone. The lines will be open. So if you've got a question about anything we're talking about or even a question that just, you know, that you're you're thinking about what's going on in your own life or someone in your family and you want some insight and some input and some expert opinion from Calvin that's that's what we're here for right gotcha and and one of the things like I try that I'm trying to uh, give out to the listeners is again experiences you know and what did somebody someone maybe that was 35 40 years old 20 years ago what did they do and now that they're 60 how did they retire you know did they do all the things that they're supposed to do and yet have fun as we know, the stock markets go up and down, up and down. And too many people, I find, just concentrate on on that particular thing. You know, work about all the other things in your life that you do. Um, and again, people don't have any money. And we don't have any money because we don't, we don't have a consistent plan for ourselves. Yeah, and I think it can be daunting for a lot of people to think about 
money in the way that you're talking about stock market. You know, you were saying mm-hmm. how a lot of guys talk about the stock market, but then they don't talk about what it really means for your life. And I right. think that's why the show's called Your Life, Your Money, because so many people are, you know, so either confused or or trepidatious of, of right. entering the stock market, worrying yeah. about that and then they just think oh, they see they see the arrows red arrows pointing down green arrows right. pointing up and they don't i don't know i don't understand i just i got to get through my day and figure things out but you've got a you know you've got a way of explaining it to people in a way that uh, is understandable yeah well what i what i've found after all these years is you know if if you have a problem make it into a system and that'll solve your problem right it's funny that you say that uh, about the stock market because when you survey people, what they do is they associate the stock market to casinos or gambling, <laughs> yeah, which is really bizarre. Um, but again, that's what we do, right? So people have no money because at the end of the month, it feels like, you know, Chris, even you might think this, it feels like a thousand hands in your pocket wanting your money, right? Yeah, all the time. It's it's really funny to to uh, that you say that because uh, my wife and I were even just talking about that around the dinner table mm-hmm. last week and going over. Okay, well, this is what we've got coming in. This is what uh, we've got going out. Right. And well, like how much of, how much did did I make before taxes versus after taxes, <laughs> and uh, where did all that go? Right. And I thought I was earning that, but no, someone else has got it. Yeah, and that's the big problem. There's like a thousand hands taking our money. We pay our mortgage and our car payments, cell phones. You name it, we're spending all this money, right? And that's, I think, is where we first run into problems. So we have to address that problem first. So maybe after the break, we'll talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, after the break, we will get into that, talk about uh, why we don't have any money and yeah. uh, and maybe whose hands it's in and uh, which <laughs> where it came out of your pocket and uh, how maybe you can hold on to a little bit more of that. That's uh, Calvin's advice is going to be coming up on that and you know, in sort of uh, exploring that idea of maybe why do I not have any money? Exactly. And uh, and uh, where is it going? And that's all coming up. Just so you know, you can uh, always check out Calvin's uh, website. That's askcalvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can give him a call at 416-457-7526. And that's the number to reach Calvin uh, off the air anytime. Also, uh, we will be taking your calls on the air today at 416-870-6400. It's the same number that you call here at Global News Radio all the time, star 640 on your cell phone. You know, the, the first segment in the can, ready to roll <laughs> right on. on a brand new show here, Your Life, Your Money, a whole lot more with Calvin coming up on the other side. And we are live here at Chorus Key, Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and Your Life, Your Money with Calvin, the money guy. Ask Calvin.ca is a website where you can uh, find out more about Calvin and uh, get in touch with them. That's Ask Calvin, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. And uh, he is the host of Your Life, Your Money. And Calvin, uh, off to a great start here. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun talking about money with you, which isn't always easy to have (laughs) fun talking about numbers. Well, well, it's interesting because people talk to, to people about all kinds of things except for money. Like we never talk to like couples, mm-hmm. never speak to any like their friends and family about money because many times we're embarrassed that maybe we owe too much, maybe we don't make enough. So that's the and you know when you have a problem, what should you do? 
talk it out, right? Right. But that's why people get into trouble with money is because we don't have anybody that we can talk to. And that's why there's people like us that you can come and have a chat with um, and tell me all about your money problems and let's see if we can solve it. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, we talk about travel, we talk about new purchases, we talk about home renovations, we mm-hmm. talk about all sorts of things, right. but very rarely do the price tags come up on exactly. all those things. And how did, you know, it's, it's funny, sometimes you'll be, you know, driving home with your wife later after after a party, after a dinner mm-hmm. party or something, and how do they afford to do that? <laughs> I mean, that yeah. never comes up in the right. conversation. Exactly. You know, did you yeah. budget for that? Is that all on credit? Do you have a line of credit? Where where did you afford to do those things? And the funny thing is, after all these years of doing what I do, what I found is, you know, it really doesn't matter how much money people make. I have clients that make over two hundred fifty thousand dollars and have no money. Mm-hmm. Yet I have clients that bring in about seventy thousand, eighty thousand, and have all kinds of money. So it's a big misconception that the more money we have, the more the more we're going to save. But it's the opposite, actually. So there's certain rules, you know, in life there's all kinds of rules. So the golden rule of financial planning or getting ahead in the world is taking 10% of everything you make and put it away, right? Or try to anyhow and see how that works out. We're at the beginning of the year, so try it out. You have nothing to lose. It's funny how we go and we buy all these memberships for uh, gym memberships mm-hmm. and we do all these things. We want to lose weight and so on. Well, when money is not about, um, it's not like losing weight. In fact, the more you budget, I think the more turned off you're going to be with, with your money. So I think you have to have some type of a plan for yourself. And, and I think the, after all these years, the plan is to save 10% of whatever you make and put it away somewhere. Don't worry, don't worry where you put it away, but, you know, start there. You just get started with that 10%, mm-hmm. get started by putting something aside. And, and right. there's a million different places that you could put it. You just have to think about it. Calvin, you know, we actually have a call on the line. Did you uh, want to go go to him now? Sure. Sure. We got Jim in Pickering who has called up to ask Calvin a question. Jim, thank you so much for joining uh, Your Life, Your Money. Yeah, thank you. Um, I um, I had a question came up over the holidays, mm-hmm. and it uh, was about uh, flow-through shares. Right. Now, these I did uh, 20 years ago. There were a lot of limited partnerships mm-hmm. that were set up even on mutual fund fees, right. and you remember those, yeah. Yeah. So there were uh, flow-through shares for startups for energy companies, et cetera. True. Uh, thing. And the whole thing, premise was to save to reduce taxes, to get that, uh, that big uh, deduction. Mm-hmm. Right. Are they still there? I mean, someone asked, just asked me about them, and I thought, geez, that's something I have not heard about for a while. I don't think they're as uh, lucrative as they were. But no, are they're they not. There? Yeah, no, they're not. They were a big thing about 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them went sour because a lot of the rules changed. Mm-hmm. A lot of the government uh, grants and stuff like that changed along the way. Yeah. So they're not as lucrative anymore. In fact, I don't even know if they still exist in that kind of stuff. I can I can look it up for you if you're interested and give me a call next week, but sure. I haven't really uh 
Actually, it's funny you say it because I haven't heard about those things yeah, in ages. That's yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. That's when they asked me, and I, but, uh, you know, I always try to give an uh, intelligent answer. I follow markets, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I don't, I'm not really sure in that. So uh, th- I thought I'd ask today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Bye now. Thanks a lot for calling, Jim. And uh, you can call Calvin here live on the air as well at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. You know, it We'll field all sorts of questions about <laughs> yes. money. And, and yeah. that's, that's well, that's what's one. nice about mm-hmm. it, you know, is that I've been doing this for so long that I've experienced a lot of uh, things along the way mm-hmm. and uh, and have my thoughts that I can share with you. Yeah, you can tap into Calvin's experience. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because one thing I saw is that um, every Canadian, if we put our thoughts together, can really retire a millionaire, you know, or close to it if we wanted to. That sounds nice. I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after the break, we'll talk about that because think about this food for thought. You go to Starbucks, I see. <laughs> yes, I did stop and at Starbucks this morning. Every day, probably. Or Tim Hortons. You know what? I, I do try, Calvin, to to not pick it up every single day. There's right. there's uh, <laughs> only a few things between. I live very close to work, and there's only a few places where I can stop. And I one of the things is coffee. But I try to you know have my morning coffee at home. Good. And then... I have coffee at work, which is provided here at Chorus, <laughs> and I sometimes have to, you know, tell myself, "Don't go in right. to Starbucks or Tim Hortons or pick up a coffee here because that daily expense can be a lot." But you know, I I, I uh, went into Starbucks this morning thinking, <laughs> you know, I got up early on a Sunday, I'm not going to make coffee, wake up my wife or anything, and I don't really. Feel like the coffee that they have here. <laughs> so I wanted to pick up a, a, a nice coffee at Starbucks and I paid with cash. I was going to say, didn't you have a gift card? <laughs> and I had a gift card. I paid with cash and I don't, you know, I'm not used to using it because I'm not using it on right, a regular basis. Exactly. I'm still sitting on this gift card <laughs> and, I've, and I've parted with my cash. <laughs> so we can talk about that, talking about those daily expenses as well and those things that are, uh, you know, that's another hand in our pocket, I guess, is exactly. our own our own buying ex- expensive exactly. coffee. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and that's all coming up more with Calvin. We'll talk more about why you don't have any money. We'll talk more about how you can hold on to your money. And we'll talk about uh, those daily expenses as well and how to sort of mitigate some of that uh, damage that you do, do into your pocketbook. <laughs> AskCalvin.ca is the website and 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven seven five two six. Is the number to call Calvin off the air. We'll also be taking calls on the air here as well. AskCalvin.ca. Your life, your money. Your life, your money. Here, at Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Big voice guy said it. I'm just repeating him. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say it, then where's my job? No. But your life, your money is here with uh, Calvin, the money guy. You know him. Uh, from before and on uh, Global News Radio 640 Toronto, Cal- ca, and uh, that's askkelvin.ca is where you can find out more about Calvin and find out more about uh, your money, learn a little bit more about how you can live your life, but hold on to some of your money as well. And uh, you can always reach out to Calvin at uh, 416-457-7526 or live here on the air. So it's funny when you say Ask Calvin. <laughs> Because a lot of people go in and put in C-A-L-V-I-N. Right. And that so happens to be my brother's name. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that bizarre? My name is Calvin, K-E-L-V-I-N. Calvin. My brother's is Calvin. Not Calvin. Yeah. (laughs) 
Calvin and Kelvin. That must have been confusing when your mom's calling. It certainly was. Calvin, not Calvin, Calvin. Sorry to have a little bit of too much fun with your name there, Calvin. Uh, Calvin. But uh, we've got a couple of calls coming in right now. So before we get more into the conversation about saving your money, where you can put that 10% aside so that you still have some of it later on in your life or maybe later on in the year or mm-hmm. whatever you're saving for, we should take a call here from Jack from Woodbridge who is calling us right now. And I think you've got a question about a vehicle. Oh, um, hi. Hi, Jack. Hi, uh, is that Calvin? Yes, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, I drive a lot and I look around and there's no old cars on the road anymore. No, there isn't. You're right. All the cars, all the cars are new. Um, is there a formula like if you make forty thousand, you should be driving a car that's of this value? Because I don't think I don't think there is because because I think there's people that are driving cars that they shouldn't be driving. Really? Well, yeah, good point. I mean, people live beyond their means, right? Um, I say you drive what you can afford, right? So our net our net income is is like hundred and twenty between my wife and myself. Mm-hmm. Which what should I be driving? You know, I couldn't really answer that question in the sense that I don't know anything about you as far as, you know, do you owe a mortgage? Do you have um, oh, lines okay. of credit, credit cards, things like that? Um, yeah. Sure, it's nice to drive a nice fancy car, but I think the first thing you need to do is look at your debt and say, hey, um, you know, should I pay off my debt first? And then what should I do? Remember, a car is a yeah. depreciating asset. So, if- um, look, you know, have a look at, at things like that first. If I'm making a mortgage payment of fifteen hundred dollars a month towards my mortgage, should my car payments be under a thousand? Of course, right? Again, that that's a question I really can't answer on air because I know nothing about you. I can really oh. tell you anything. So give me a call, um, and we can okay, chat thanks. later. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Jack. Appreciate it. And the number that you can call Jack to follow up with Kelvin is four one six. Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven seven five two six. I think it, you know we bring up an uh, important point that a, a vehicle is sort of a depreciating asset. It's not. It's not going to. I suppose it will make you money. It'll get you to work. It'll get you to client calls. But the car itself, unless yeah. you're you know changing from a sedan to a pickup truck, right? And you work in construction or landscaping or something, the the type of vehicle you buy isn't going to make you money other than no like that. Yeah, no, I, I mean don't put your money into things that depreciate. You know, put things that appreciate. So, um, you know, when I get questions like that, it's really hard to answer on air mm-hmm. because um, there's certain things I have to know about you first right. um, before I can make a intelligent decision on what to do. So, and I guess you know when we're Considering what people's needs are versus their wants, mm-hmm. you know, we we all want a nicer car, we all want a newer car, but uh, it just sort of there's a threshold that you have to maintain right. between all the other bills that you have to pay and versus what that vehicle is going to do for you and how much you can sort of absorb when it comes to that want. You know, if that if you if you're in the car all the right. time. Is that going to add value? But but again, it comes down to um, the planning. You know, if you want that nice fancy car, uh, sit down and have a look at uh, at what you owe, what you have, that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, if you plan it out properly, go for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I mean, we only live once, mm-hmm. so take a toll of what you have 
um, define what you want to be and what you want to have down the road, and yeah, go for it. Yeah, and uh, and I guess you've got to think of what what can give. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe you're not watching a lot of TV. You don't need cable anymore, but you're spending a ton of time in your car. Right. Then you can sort of transfer sure. some of that money out into that fund instead of the other. Sure. Prioritize what you want. Right. Exactly. And we've got uh, Chris calling us up from Milton right now. And uh, Chris has a question about saving money, which is really what we're going to get into next. So I think we should go to him now. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for calling up. Uh, Good morning. Thanks, guys. Um, I have a quick question um, about TFSAs. Sure. Um, A couple of years ago, I went into my bank um, and I was looking to save more. And the teller suggested, why don't you open a TFSA? Mm -hmm. So I did. And I put the money uh, aside uh, every month. Uh, I basically just did it because I knew it was money that I couldn't touch. Right. Um, It's it's worked out well. A couple of years has gone by. I have about 15,000 in there now. Nice. Um, Basically, I'm calling because I just I'm not too sure exactly what the TFSA is. I know you can only put so much in. And I'm just wondering at this point, you know, I don't plan on spending the money, but is this the best, you know, route for me right now in terms of where I'm keeping it? Is, is it doing anything for me or is it, um, you know, is it, is it not wise? It's sitting there. Could I be doing something else with it? Maybe compared uh, to a regular savings account or some of my other options. Well, good question, Chris. Uh, TFSAs was started back in 2009. Um, for those listening, if you haven't put any money in, you can put up to 63500 uh, this year um, and add to it every year $6,000. The TFSA is actually a great saving um, vehicle for people because it's, it's really a true saver. Now, they call it the wrong thing. They call it a TFSA when they should have called it a TFIA, an investment account, because... Chris, I don't know what you have in what you hold, what investments you hold inside the TFSA, but ninety uh, percent of people, when they purchase their TFSA, first of all, they purchase it at a bank, and secondly, they hold things in there like GICs and stuff that don't make you any money. Mm-hmm. So, if you are buying these TFSA, and if you're not, I recommend you should get them. Um, make sure you buy stuff in there, you know, investments that grow. Because it really saves you money. So think of the TFSA as an upside-down RSP, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I would continue to save in there. Just have a look at how the investment is growing inside inside the TFSA. Okay. Uh, okay. But continue doing it. Yes, great idea. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks a lot for the call, Chris. And you, too, can call here at 416-870-6400-640 on your cell phone. And I guess that sort of segues us naturally to where we're going to go in the next segment. Yes. And we're, we're, we'll, we will get to it. Is <laughs> We were talking earlier in the show about you know why you don't have any money. And you know, Calvin brought up the important point to bring put aside 10% of what you're earning and where do you put that? Where right. where, where can you, you put that ten yeah. percent? TFSA might be an option, and there's other options, and we're going to get into that coming up on the other side with your life, your money on Global News Radio six forty Toronto nine thirty four here on a chilly Sunday morning, but clear blue skies. I think uh, across the GTA, uh, maybe a, a little bit of cloud cover throughout the day, but uh, minus eleven right now. Felt mm-hmm. even colder, at least down here by the <laughs> lake. It feels really cold, but uh, we're very happy to be joining you here with the very first uh, edition of Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy, askkelvin.ca, ask K E. 
lvin.ca is his website. You can call us here on the air live at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. You can call Calvin at 416-457-7526. I know, a lot of numbers, but we're, we're try, t- <laughs> talking about money and talking about numbers in a way that's, uh, I think, about very... Uh, a, you know, uh, approachable and easy to understand. Yes. And we've been talking about your money and, you know, maybe why you don't have it, but also where you can put it. And we've been talking about saving that 10%, right. which is a good number, a good rule to save 10% of your income. But where do you put it, Calvin? So that 10% really goes back to forever, you know, because that's what our parents used to tell us, members save for the rainy day. Well, it's really saving 10% of your money. The question is now in this day and age, where do we save it? There's so many things available, TFSAs, RSPs, GICs, flow-through shares. Where do we put our money? So people, when they invest their money, um, first of all, they go into the stock markets and they lose money. The, when they did a survey, they found that out of, um, out of 100 people, and 95% of us will lose money in stock when we invest in the stock markets. Only 5% of the investing population makes money. And, and, and the reason for that, I think, is because we're so um, emotional, you know. We do all the, the wrong things. In fact, we, most people invest their money for what I've seen after all these years, like they're taking the subway. They get in and get out. They get in, they get out. There's no consistency. And we're so emotional about what we do with our money. Uh, for example, the stock markets in um, December had the worst month in 61 years. Wow. So people are thinking, man, what do I do? Do I invest more money? What do I do? And so there's the problem. So, so, the, so one of the biggest problems is if, if you're putting away $100 a month, let's say, right? Let's say you're saving 100 bucks a mm-hmm. month and you're buying a stock and the stock is valued at 10 bucks. So you will probably have, you'll have what, 10 shares, right? Mm-hmm. And next month, February comes and you're putting away the same $100 and that stock fell to five bucks. What would you do? Would you be mad? Would you put more money in? What would you do? Well, that's the thing because the, the, the sort of survival instinct is take it out of there, put it in something else and don't buy it. However, I guess if you're buying the same well, stock, you have you're buying sh- more of them. Well, you're going to have 20 shares. Right. And March comes along and guess what? That stock falls to a dollar. What are you doing now? Mm-hmm. What is your emotions or your wife telling you to do? <laughs> Sell. <laughs> well, yeah, I know fear is kicking in there, and that's when you're trying to try to just keep it yes. keep it under the mattress now. Right. Get it out of there. So that's the thing that drives us nuts: is fear and greed are the two things that are going to make us money or lose us money. Right. right. So if you're fearful, you buy. So you take that hundred dollars and you buy your shares. So how many shares you got now? A hundred and th- you got. Uh, hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say the markets go back up to $5 in June and you decide to sell. Well, you have 130 shares at five bucks. Mm-hmm. So you made $650 and you only put in 300. So, but that doesn't happen overnight or, or in a year or two. It takes three to five to 10 years for your money to grow. So the one number one takeaway from what I've seen is be very patient with your money, you know? Put it away, buy some quality stuff, and move on and live your life. And review your money every eight months or every year, depending on you know how much money you got. So instead of panicking and freaking out, watching every single dot and market change, mm-hmm. that 
that that'll that'll right. that'll make you go broke. And it's and it's time, you know. I mean, for younger people, actually, for anybody that's listening, if you want to be wealthy or, or comfortable money wise, save a little bit of your money. And you know, you have time. If you got if you got a lot of time, save a little bit of money. If you don't have a lot of time, then you, of course you got to kind of figure out, you know, what I got to save to get to my um, mm-hmm. to my retirement goal. And there's a big misconception out there about people um, when they retire, when you ask them, how much money do you need when you retire? Well, if I ask mm-hmm. you, Chris, I mean, you're a young guy. I, how much money have you set, sit and think about it? How much money do you need when you hit 65? Yeah, it's 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 a hard concept to think about because I, I feel like, I don't know. I, at you know, a guy in my, I like to think I'm in my early 30s still, it's going to be, it, it feels like it's so far off. It's mm-hmm. really hard to fathom right. how much money I would need. Yeah. Well, retirement, I mean, people think retiring is for old people. Mm-hmm. So, but one day you're going to be an old people. <laughs> so you better start that planning now. Before the break, think about this. In ni- July 25th, 1978, the first test tube baby was born. Okay, so this is 41 years mm-hmm. this year, right? 2019. So what if you took $2,000 and put away that year when the first test tube baby was born and you earned about a 7% return on your money? What do you think that would be worth today? $457,000. Wow. So it just goes to show, listen, if you want to uh, retire in comfort and, and, and be, you know, do all that stuff you see on those commercials of people when they retire. Mm-hmm. Save a little bit of your money. You don't have to save it all. Just save a little bit and be conscious about how you invest it and what you do. There you go. Sage yeah. advice from Kelvin, the money guy. That's right. <laughs> and a whole lot more of that coming up along with your calls. I know we've got some people waiting on the line. Please hold on and we'll get you coming up on the other side. Calvin, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N.ca. This is your life, your money. A whole lot more coming up on the other side. And it is 944 here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Your life, your money with Kelvin, the money guy. Askkelvin.ca. K E L V I N. .ca, askkelvin.ca is the website where you can reach out to Kelvin and uh, learn more. We've been talking about your money, your life, and uh, your life, your money, name of the show, but also uh, talking about saving money, where to put it away, how to put it away, how much do you have to put away, and we're going to get into retirement coming up in a couple of minutes here, but I want to get to Liz, who's been waiting patiently on the line. Thank you so much for calling here, Liz. I think you got a, another TFSA question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have actually two questions. So the first one about the tax-free, I have around 17000 sitting in my uh, separate uh, like savings account, right. and I do have a tax-free, and I'm a probably I'm aware that anything sitting over ten grand in your savings could be subject to tax. So I was wondering if I should just move that into my TSFA. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would. If you have any outstanding, like any credit card debts and no, so on. No, so I have no debt at oh, all. Perfect. I don't Good have for you. Yeah, any credit or any school or um, any wow. kind of line debt. Congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. Yes, I would uh, fill up my, t- put as much money in the TFSA as you can, yes. Okay. And, and again, when you buy the TFSA, you know, look at what you have in there. You know, don't hold yeah. things like GICs and stuff. I like heard that. that earlier, so I'm definitely going to inquire yeah, about that. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, my second question is: I have a defined contribution our, um, pension plan at 2.9% through my work, mm-hmm. and I also opened my own RSP um, recently, about six months ago. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if I should be 
doing both or putting my money into just my pension plan um, at work. So, you know, people like yourself, Liv, that have these great pension plans should really sit down and consider, um, and again, I don't know anything about you, Mm -hmm. um, but when you have those kind of pension plans, don't buy an additional um, RSP on your own because you'll be compounding your problem as you get older into retirement. Because remember, an RSP is a tax deferral, not a tax savings like the TFSA. So, I guess I was more afraid that if I was to ever lose, like leave this job, mm-hmm. I guess I can take that RSP with me, that pension plan. So that's where, I mean, this day and age, you can lose your job. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I don't plan on that, mm-hmm. but you never know. So that's why I started my own, just in case. Yeah, well, typically when you, you know, working at a company and you have those type of pension plans, when you leave, it follows you. You can take it with you. It goes into like a locked-in RSP, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, okay. so not, not, don't be fearful of stuff like that. But I would sit down and, and have a look at your income, uh, you know, see how old you are, um, and, and don't get too caught up in buying um, the RSP because you have a defined pension plan. So sit okay. down and do some thinking and some planning or give me a call if you wish. Yeah, because I save around 25% of my paycheck already just into savings. So I definitely work hard to not have any debt. So I could almost probably put 30% too, but we're also paying for a wedding this year too. So I definitely save a lot of money. You know what? Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Liz, on a number of things on the wedding and uh, the uh, good financial (laughs) position. Yes. Thank you. Nice. Keep it up. Okay, thank you for Thank you so much for calling, Liz. Really appreciate uh, the feedback or the input here on the show and being a part of it. Uh, and uh, Calvin, thank wow. you so much for answering Liz's questions because it, it really is interesting to hear about, you know, that if you've got that uh, great pension plan, but then should you be putting away? Because my knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, you want to get that tax benefit mm-hmm. of putting away the RSP every right. year. But it's interesting because I'd never thought of it as a tax you defer see, all the way that you put it. Well, you see, the RSP was started back um, in 1958, so about 60 years ago, 61 years ago. And and when it started, a lot of things that happened today didn't we didn't have back then. Today, at your your highest marginal tax rate is about 53 percent in Ontario. If your income is about 250, back then your in your highest tax bracket, I think, was about 30, 40 percent, maybe. Mm. So think about this. You're going to put away money into an RSP and you're going to defer the taxes. People believe when they when they turn 71 and they turn their money into a RIF, um, when they have to start taking it out, they don't pay any tax. Mm-hmm. But that's when all the taxes start. So you really have to be mindful of how you buy RSPs. Now, the RSP conversations and TFSAs we'll get into probably maybe the next show or into February. But you really have to be mindful of um, of how you buy the RSP. So if you believe taxes are going to go down or stay the same, yeah, sure, go buy a ton. But if you think taxes are going to go up in the future, then maybe be mindful. I'm not telling you not to buy it, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you be mindful of what you do. So again, sit down and have a plan for not only for now, but for down the road and what you want to do. So a lot of things that we always took for granted, uh, even maybe 10 years ago, um, 15 years ago, it's not doesn't hold any water today. So the TFSA like is a great vehicle for people to actually save money. It's a true tax saver. Right. And then you're putting it into something like you were saying that GIC, maybe not 
the best idea maybe no no because at GIC today um, inflation is about almost three percent 2.7% and mm-hmm. GICs are paying you 1% so you're actually right. losing money yeah I learned I learned that lesson 2008 I had money in a RSP mutual fund right and I moved it into a GIC because I I was I was freaked out and See? scared <laughs> and I would have made that money back I'm sure if I left it where it was well but I instead I ended up just holding on to it like it was in a piggy bank. Well, it's funny because uh, back in 08, 09, the financial crisis, if you had left your money alone or manipulated a tiny bit, you know some people tripled their money. Most people doubled or close to it. So, yeah, don't be knee-jerk projection with your money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's where the fear kicks in, and then you, you act sort of rash and fear you don't and do greed, the right thing. Right? Fear and greed is what's going to make you or break you. Whole lot more coming up with Kelvin, the money guy. We're going to talk about your retirement. We're going to get to that answer of how much you really do need to put aside for your retirement. Coming up on the other side with Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca. Your life, your money. Coming up with a whole lot more. Thanks. 9.54 on a chilly Sunday morning. Thank you all for joining us here on the first edition of Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website. 416 Four five seven seven five two six is the phone number that you can call to reach Calvin off the air with any questions about money that you might have. And they, you know they say time flies when you're having fun. I can't believe that this hour is almost <laughs> over now. <laughs> I know. Wow. I I had a feeling it was going to go by <laughs> fast, but it's really gone by really fast. So I want to make sure we get to that retirement question and how how much money people should have right put away for retirement because. I, I have absolutely no idea. I'm guessing it's many, many millions. Right. So uh, so when we started the show, we said save 10% of your money. And the second segment was to invest it wisely. So the next thing that happens in our lives is retirement. And retirement is a really big, long word, right? But there's certain things you need to know. So, for example, when, you ask, when I asked you how much money you need for retirement, you don't know. Most people don't know. They think they need millions and millions of dollars. Well, it's not true. Uh, you Bank of Montreal did a survey um, last year sometime and uh, around RSP time, and what they found was people need about $4,000 to live when they retire. You know? 4000 Yeah. Wow. After after your tax. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're assuming your house is paid out for mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Right? So you need about four grand to live. Well, you know, in Canada, we get the CPP, right? Mm-hmm. So it depends on how long you worked here and all that kind of stuff. So you'll get about maybe eight, nine hundred bucks. When you turn sixty-five, you get the old age, and the old age is about five hundred and seventy dollars. So you get about you know fourteen hundred dollars um, when you retire, uh, when you're sixty-five. So if you're married, you have a spouse, it's about twenty-eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you need to fund two thousand dollars. So to fund two thousand um, dollars, so to fund one thousand dollars. Um, a month when you're 65 lasting you till you're 90, you need about $210,000. So use that as a benchmark and mm-hmm. say, okay, if I need to fund $2,000, then I need 210,000 times two. So I need 420 grand. If I need $3,000 to supplement my CPP in old age, I need uh, 600,000. So yeah, if you want that million dollars, um, Sure, save for it, mm-hmm. but you don't really need the million dollars. I mean, it'd be nice, 
Um, but, you know, and that's one of the things why people don't plan their retirement. They think, man, I'll never save a million dollars. So you know what? I'm going to spend and enjoy my life. Yeah. But you don't need to save that kind of money. You know, enjoy your life today, save for the rainy day, and you'll be good. So I guess the, the balance there could be that, you know, you either don't save because you you don't think you'll ever do it. Right. Or you're panicked and scared and putting all your money away and then you don't have a chance Right, to because live. I think many, um, many financial institutions discourage people from saving mm -hmm. because they make it like a daunting task. Man, I'll never get it. So one of the things, a secret that I found is have some short-term goals and some long-term. So once you accomplish the short-term, you're thinking, man, I can accomplish my long-term goal. So plan a, a trip or something and save your money to mm -hmm. go on that trip. And then you go, you know what? I feel good, man. I I, uh, I did accomplish this goal. So yeah, I can accomplish my retirement goal. And you see how easy it actually is and how little of a sacrifice it is. I know you've got some uh, golden rules you want to hit before we Well, I we just want to finish up with, uh, I mean, the hour did go by really fast. So, so five things I've noticed um, over all these years of doing this is, you know, set some goals for yourself. Long and short term, like I say. Um, most people should sit down and have a glass of wine or a beer and figure out where they are financially. Look at your income and expenses, your assets, your liabilities. Because if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? So sit down and do some planning. And also investigate, you know, figure out what your risk tolerance is. I know how you're going to feel if you make uh, 10%, but how are you going to feel if you lose 10%? So figure out where you are in that world. Um, and our biggest problem is what, Chris? What's our biggest problem as human beings? We don't have enough. Uh, we don't take action. You ever hear take the action. should have, could have guy? I could right. have bought this. I should have bought that. I could have done this. I could, but they don't do nothing. You just sit on your hands. Yes. You're too worried to do anything, yes. and then you've got more to worry about. That's right. And if you don't have time to do all these things, you know what you should do? You call Kelvin. 416-457-7526 is the number to call Kelvin anytime. 416-457-7526 to get in touch with Kelvin and uh, discuss how you're going to take action and get moving with your money and moving with your life. That's right. Well, it's your life, your money, right? It's your life, your money, and this has been the first edition of that show yes. of Your Life, Your Money, and just a great time spending Sunday morning with you, Kelvin. Thank and you. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that it's over. I can't I wait till we do it I again know. in two weeks. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And thank you all for listening and uh, being a part of the show here as well. That's Kelvin, askkelvin.ca, ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A, and 416 Four five seven seven five two six to get a hold of Calvin, the money guy, who is going to be a regular staple here Sunday mornings, every other Sunday morning yes. here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Stay tuned.